This is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Hey everybody, it's Dale Jr. for the Dale Jr. Download back again. We've got a great show today. Guest Jeffrey Earnhardt on. He's going to come and talk to us about why he drives a Toyota. <laughs> we got to know why. That's, That's right. the greatest tease ever. Everybody wants to know, so we're going to let you know. Jeffrey's going to let you know. We got a great new partner, Quip, to yeah. talk about, and uh, Mike Davis, Matthew Dillner, Leah. Y'all ready? Let's do it. Let's get the show started. Come on. Is this thing on? Um. So what's this all about? There's a show. Oh, it's a podcast. Wait, it's also a TV show. NBC Sports Network. That's pretty cool. Who's on this thing? That salt and pepper hair guy with the great teeth? What about that big guy with the funny hat? That new girl came from drag racing, right? And the main man. They show him all the time. Yeah, the one the show's named for. The Dell Jr. Download. Okay, so now I get it. Let's go. All right, back again, man. We got a good show today. Talked about it. Jeffrey Earnhardt's going to be on later. And we're going to talk about exactly what the fans want us to talk about when I pose the question to them what do they want us to ask Jeffrey they all said we want to know why he's driving for Gibbs not Junior Motorsports mm. and so Jeffrey's gonna let us know before we get to Jeffrey Earnhardt we want to tell you a little bit about an old partner of ours <laughs> Mike, tell us about him yeah zip yeah. recruiters back oh I thought it, I thought you caught it something different back Back in when they yeah, were that was the old days. Got, yeah, well, let's, right, let's see how let's, let's see how, how goes, well yeah. you are. All right, here we go. Well, hiring is a challenge, right? <laughs> Mike, you've been you you're a guy that hires. That's right, I hire. Uh, you're a hire. Yeah, right. I'm a hire. Hiring is a challenge, wouldn't you admit? I would admit it. Yeah. Well, there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. Mike, you've used ZipRecruiter before. I have. Right. Yes. It's a place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. Mm-hmm. All right. But they don't stop there with their powerful matching technology. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Is that true? That is true. But it did simplify the process yeah. entirely for Mike. That, I mean, yeah, it's basically taking a month's worth of work into one day. Boom. Boom. I mean, that's a sale right there. Yeah. I'm, I'm signing up. All right. Right now, <laughs> and right now my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. No space. D-A-L-E-J-R. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, so uh, here we are. I'm finally, uh, I'm really excited about this particular part of the show, this guest, and uh, for good reason. Jeffrey Earnhardt's on the show today. Welcome, Jeffrey. How's it going? I appreciate y'all having me on. I can't believe he's (laughs) here. I I can uh, no, I think that he's the hardest person to get in touch with, and you would think people would think he's the easiest for us, but it's yeah. not. I, I'm telling, ask, ask any of my friends; I'll tell you the same. All right. I'm, I'm horrible with cell phones. Well, you're good. Like, <laughs> there's times when we have a good dialogue on the phone, and then there's times when I can't get a hold of you. But I just assume because you're traveling so much, man, because you are all over the place. I've been staying pretty busy. How I, do you? I mean, everywhere I look, you're somewhere hunting or somewhere traveling. I imagine some of it's in connection with a lot of partners that you have. So what is that all about? Yeah, so, uh, uh, you know, with my new sponsor, Extreme Concept IK9, uh, man, the owner, Landon Nash, is a, a traveling man. I, yep. I think I don't, I don't even know if he sleeps, honestly. But, uh, 
man, we're just uh, going everywhere we can, doing all kind of hunts. Got to go down to Mexico, do a big mule deer hunt down there. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so they are so extreme concepts. Uh, they're hunting. They're, they're um, based, no, based around outdoors and no, they're they're more of a. They do a lot of government work. So uh, they do military training, uh, law enforcement training, um, and then the IK9 side they train. Uh, military dogs, police force dogs, yep. um, bomb sniffing dogs, TSA dogs. So, how did you um, create that relationship? Uh, well, it all kind of started last year at Charlotte. Uh, they came on as an associate sponsor, and um, they were brought in through another sponsor we had on the car. And the guy uh, took a real liking to me. We had a, a Gold Star family on the car, and um, had the wife and, and two kids at the track hanging out and, and just, you know, showing them a good time. And, yeah. you know, I, I spent most of the time playing with the kids and that meant the world to him. You know, he, uh, very appreciative of our, of our military and thought that, you know, just seeing my interaction with those kids rather than paying attention to the people that were sponsoring the car, spending the money when obviously sponsors was something I was looking for yeah. at the time, you know, those kids meant more to me. So that meant a lot to him. And, he you, said, you were we playing with his kids? No, no, no. The Gold Star family. The Gold kids. Star family. Yeah. I got you. So. I feel like you had these drivers going, wait a second, I haven't <laughs> done this in my sponsor relationship building yet. I need to go play with their kids. But you're talking about the families. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. So it was, uh, it was cool how it all came together. It came together, I mean, we're talking the Charlotte race last year, uh, I guess the spring race, but um, from then to now, it's like, I mean, we're basically family. And he's a, he's a great guy and giving me the, the opportunity of a lifetime. They seem to be getting more and more involved in not only partnering with you, but um, supporting you know some of the K and N races and some other some other folks throughout the throughout different levels of the sport. So it seems like he's he's a big fan of motorsports in general. Oh yeah, he uh, he, he likes to, he likes to go fast. He he enjoys the the atmosphere and, and just uh, he sees it as a good opportunity to brand his company and 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 give you know young people. Um, I'm not I'm not that young, but young young people that are coming up to the sport an opportunity. That's Does he like good. to hunt? He does. All right. He so does. now we now we know. <laughs> yeah. Now we know. Yeah. Everywhere I, everywhere on his Instagram, he's hunting somewhere. No, so, everywhere. All right. So I've always wanted to ask someone else this question that I get all the time. So what's it like carrying the Earnhardt name? Oh man, it's uh, I mean, I'm not telling you anything, but I want to hear you. Me. I know. It's, tell it, tell it, him. <laughs> tell me. It, it's uh, I mean, it's awesome. You know what Paul Odell has built, and then you know you and Daddy and um, the whole family's continue to. Do carry on that legacy you know that that's what means the most to me and, and seeing how much it means to other people you know yeah. it's it's incredible you see fans i mean hell this past weekend uh, i was just hanging out at the track but i ran into a lady that i ran to last year and she just bawled like uh, like crazy whenever i walked up and hugged her and wow. she did the same thing this weekend mm -hmm. so you know that that that, that speaks just, volumes and broke just broke down crying oh big time and uh you know that that's cool to see and it you know just that 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 to me is is what makes our last name so special and and, and knowing you know what it means to other people it, i mean it, it's kind of mind blowing really yeah has it ever been a challenge ever been hard to, uh to you know <laughs> yeah for real i mean the obviously you know ex expectations are high and people automatically assume just cuz your last name you're going to win races and unfortunately wins don't come that easy but um you know it it's i feel like you know, because you grow up in it, you kind of understand how to channel that pressure and not let it sit on your shoulders. And, and I feel like I've been able to handle that pretty well and, and, and know that, you know, I'm, I'm cutting my own path. You know, I'm, right. I'm not you. I'm not Paul Dale. Well, um, has anyone ever used that line that we hear 
you just are where you are because of Earnhardt, regardless right. of any type of success, <laughs> whether you know hunting, whatever. Yeah. Oh, you're just an Earnhardt. That's how you got that opportunity. Every day. Every, Every day? day. I mean, you hear it all the time, you know, and, and you know it's haters, but at yeah. the end of the day, that, that don't matter. You Do know? you respond to it? Nah, not really. I mean, you know, it, it, it is what it is. You know, it's pe- people are gonna say what they want, but until they know the real story, it's you know, it's just what their their thoughts are. Did that yeah. ever bother you? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. It, yeah, you hear it all the time. Um, even after I retired, I still hear that I rode my dad's coattails all the way through my career. Um, it's frustrating because you know, just like Jeffrey, um, he's had to work, and 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 there's times when he's had to sacrifice and um, you know do things differently than maybe his dad would have done or or Papa Dale would have done. Um, I just got used to saying Papa Dale. <laughs> it rolled off the tongue. Well, You're pretty good. <laughs> I tell you, we have this picture in the house, and that's what I love. That's what we tell Isla. Gotcha. You know, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's, I'm getting more used to saying that, but. Um, it can be frustrating, but yeah, you just got to remember, and I, I know that Jeffrey does this because we get a lot of practice that you just think about what you're doing, think about what you're in control of and how, you know, remind yourself of what you've done to be where you are. And that, that makes you proud and, and happy. But, um, I, I talked about the social media, seeing you everywhere. It seems like, and this is a bit of a bigger, a, you know, there's a bigger question here, but it seems like you're doing more. Uh, to show what you're up to, show people what you're about, and engage fans, promoting your brand. I don't know if that's intentional or not, but it just seems like, I mean, I've seen you change so much over the last decade or two, ever since, you know, you're a little boy. <laughs> but over the last couple of years, you've really taken a hold of of promoting yourself and, and activating. And, and I just want to know, is uh, you got great people around you. I don't even know who they are. Yeah. But can you talk about that a little bit and explain to us the transition there? Yeah, I mean, obviously, y'all know I'm, I'm terrible with uh, with my cell phone. I'm terrible with social media. That's why we're asking. Yeah. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> um, so, obviously, over the years, the sports transitioned a lot. And, um, you know, finding sponsors trans- transition a lot. You know, it's not just asking them to, you know, come sponsor you. It's, you know, they want to know how you are on social media, how many followers you got. Those are important things because, um, obviously, that's going to reach more people for them. So, um, that being said, I realized I better jump on the bandwagon or I'm going to get kicked off and, uh, you know, just started working really hard on trying to be better on social media and, and post better content. And my sponsors, especially this year with, with IK9 and Extreme Concepts, they've really helped me a lot and just being able to get more content when I'm out doing stuff. Cause I'd be out doing stuff and I just wouldn't be taking pictures, you know? So now it's like they're, you know, send someone with me filming, you know, ca- catching little clips and edit up a video real quick to throw up on, on social media. I mean, we we're, we put a video up at like midnight Vegas time. So yeah. it was like three o'clock in the morning here. But, um, when we're out in Vegas, just like little, I mean, it took like 30 minutes, quick little video, edit it up, throw it on social media. And it got a huge reach. I mean, that's all people talked about the next day is the boxing ring that was at our right. Airbnb. So, okay. um, you know, those are all things that as a, us as drivers these days or someone that's looking for sponsors has to, you have to continue to, to push and, and activate them because, you know, you're not, not just, not, or not just sponsors, but even the fans. I mean, it, it builds your fan base too, which then is a better return for sponsors. So was that a self self observation, or did somebody have to come to you and say, Jeffrey, we no, got to work I'm, on you a little bit here. Uh, we we got to. Yeah, who, who, who are the folks that you're working with? Um, so 
well, within Extreme Concepts, I got a, a guy Ford Brown. He does a lot. I mean, he does a lot for the company, but he also is an incredible uh, guy when it comes to doing social media and putting videos together and, and making content. But he's also really good at making me come out of my shell because I'm I'm a yeah. quieter guy. I'm not real just outgoing, and, and he's been able to pull a lot of that out of me. And you know, it's kind of these are people involved with your part your partners with Extreme sponsorship. Concept. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it's cool because that's. You know, it shows that they're wanting to build my brand as well. So, what you're doing is working. I don't know if you know this, but um, in February you gained twenty thousand followers alone. That's more than anyone else in NASCAR. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty now, good. would that have been because of his uh, Daytona yeah. finish? Unless uh, primarily. Probably, I would say so. Yeah, yeah, that has something to do with it for sure. But he's definitely doing a great job. Yeah, I think though that you got to give them content to want to consume while yeah. they're following you, exactly. and you're doing a heck of a job. Whoever. You know, you and the people you're working with, whatever you're doing is uh, is working. I have a lot of fi- fun with it because it's a great way to keep up with you because you're so busy. <laughs> but we don't get the bowfish. I don't know. Uh, we got we got we got to get back out. But y'all there. did yeah. that, didn't you? Well, we tried. Well, oh, I tried. I want to hear this. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean uh, um, Jeffrey was uh, like, "Man, come on, you need to come out and try this." And Carrie was going to go, and I'm like, "Guess." And my wife said. Go, damn! It's your, it's your brother and y'all. Don't, your your nephew. You don't never get to spend time with them. And I was like, all right. So, uh, it's what's fun about it is it's in the middle of the night, and you're out there spotlighting, which is kind of fun. Feels it feels bad. It feels like you're breaking the law. Um, and you drink beer. Yeah. And you bow fish with these. I mean, I just you know I love bow hunting in general. So. I don't know, and plus just hanging out with them. We had a lot of fun. We got we got in some shallow water and knocked a prop off the motor. Yeah. Thought we were done early. That he thought he could fix it. Yeah, and we worked on that for a while. That was fun <laughs> to watch Kerry try to fix that. And then we ended up getting what we get got another got smaller a, motor. Yeah, got another smaller motor. Yeah. We attempted, borrowed attempted that. To keep, Didn't we borrow? Yeah, that? we borrowed it. Yeah, yeah. from Brad Burroughs. Yeah. Yeah, we borrowed Brad, them. Yeah. Well, that's random. Yeah. Brad well, Burroughs is somebody that works on the property. <laughs> it was like a little Fisher Price. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So here you are in a boat in midnight with a Fisher Price trawler motor <laughs> drinking beer. Yeah. Got it. Trying to shoot fish. So, Nothing could go wrong here. And with bow fishing, there's no sight. And it's basically just sort of, you know, muscle instinct, memory. Instinct. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's instinct more than anything. And I'm way off, you know. So, and we're not seeing, you know, you don't have enough opportunities really to to get to where you understand what you need to be, sh- how you need to be shooting. But I did understand that you got to aim pretty low. Yeah. And yeah, you aim real low. Right. And because once you see a fish, you got to shoot. And yep. he was usually quick on the draw. And like, he was like, I'm shooting because it's going to, opportunity's here and it's gone. And so I got very, very minimal opportunity <laughs> to shoot, which is fine because I was going to miss anyways. The, the trick is to find like a, a old, trash beer can that's like sunk in the bottom and then just sit there practice, practice shooting at that. that. No, and then, tell me that. Yeah. Well, we should have tried yeah. that. That's what you that's what you get when you let Daddy drive the boat. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of fun though. And I don't know. We don't we don't like we don't get opportunities to really yeah. spend time together because he, he's busy, I'm busy and um but yeah. We're, we're hardly doing we'll anything. Do that's, that's what's so good about this podcast. It brings families together. Yeah. Yeah. We're hardly ever Aww. doing anything. <laughs> it's like a Hallmark moment. <laughs> there we, you go. Some fan was like tell, giving me uh, advice to give you advice on your beard on social oh, media. Yeah, I <laughs> and I said, well, awkward. I said, the next time I talk to him, we'll be talking about fishing. Um, and I was right. Yeah. What was like, the beard advice, though? Save it. Well, no, everybody thinks like, um, ah, you got to cut it, you got to trim it, you got to do Everybody has an opinion. Grow it longer. You know, there's a million different opinions out there. I think that the beard now, now that I'm listening to Jeffrey through this headset, like, 
His voice needs that beard. They go together well. Absolutely. <laughs> good combo. Yes. Listen, if, if if all this racing and fighting thing you do doesn't work out, you could absolutely do commercials for monster truck rallies. Yeah. Yes. You uh, could. Yeah. Listen I, to him. Oh. I grew a beard and I, I kind of liked it, so I just kept it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Keep the beard. Yeah. So, MMA. Yeah. I've never had the chance to talk to you about your MMA career. It was one, one fight, fight. Right? Yeah, one. How... Like, how does one decide <laughs> that they're going to just have one right. MMA fight? What yeah. life event yeah. happens Were to you make you want to do that? Curious? Uh, Did you I, have I, some pent-up frustration? I, I, I was My all... uncle won't spend time with me. No, it was, uh, you know, I wrestled in high school, and I, okay. I, I really liked the discipline aspect of that. And I was only running a partial schedule that year, so I had a lot of free time on my hands. And I didn't want to get out of shape just sitting around doing nothing. So my buddy's like, man, you need just come to this gym. Come to this gym. You know, come roll around do jiu-jitsu. And I was like, man, I'm not going to get my butt kicked. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't, I don't want to come home crying, you know. So he's like, it's not like that. It's not like that. And I blew it off for uh, – I blew it off a lot. Like, he, he begged me to go, and I wish I'd have done it sooner, but – um, finally I was like, all right, screw it. I'll go down there. And I went down the, to the gym down in Charlotte and, uh, rolled around a little bit and the coach come up and he's like, man, he's like, you know, like with your wrestling background, you give me like two months and we could put you with a guy of about the same skill level and you'd have a good chance of winning a fight. Mm. So I was like, man, I'm not a fighter. I've never gotten fights in school. None of that. So I was like, I was like, ah, I was like, I don't know. I was like, let me, let me roll around the rest of the day. So roll around the rest of the day. And I thought about it and I was like, man, it would be a good opportunity for me to do something different, probably get a lot of exposure and, and, and just kind of step out of my box a little bit. And, uh, and I, I said, screw it, I'll, I'll do it. And it was probably one of the best things I did for me personally to learn how hard I was willing to work at something I had no clue about and be successful at it. So obviously you don't want to go in the cage and get your butt kicked. Right. It's not going to, it's not going to feel good. So it would uh, be news. if an <laughs> Yeah, it would. Yeah. For real. So, I obviously didn't want to lose, and, and I trained really, really hard, and I was, I was miserable every single day. I'm not going to lie. It sucked, but I knew if I didn't train, I was going to get my butt kicked, and I had people behind me that continued to pound it in my head that, man, you're going you're gonna to beat this guy. You're going to beat this guy. This guy don't stand a chance. So not only did, did I learn that I'm willing to work really, really hard, but I also learned that mentally you can be prepared to take on the world if if you put yourself in the right mindset. So. Um, I feel like it's a lot of it's got me to, to where I'm at today, honestly. Yeah. Even on the racing side, because you know you learn how hard you want to work. When was that? That was a while. Oh, right? it's been a while. Yeah, it's 2012? been 2012. I believe. Yeah. yeah. Would you ever go back? <sighs> did you? I mean, did you have enough fun to where you went? Hmm, man, that was fun. I, I wanna, did. I, I did. Or did you get out of there and go? I don't ever want to do that. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I loved it, and I even flirted around with doing another fight, and they asked me to, and um, I was just so busy that. It doesn't make sense if if, if I'm gonna do it. I want I, and I get my butt kicked. I want to know that I did everything I possibly could to make sure I didn't get my yeah, butt kicked. Yeah. And it, it's just Takes I mean it's time. time consuming. And obviously the racing lifestyle is very time consuming as well. So it would have been really hard to balance both of them. So, so. so at no time during your MMA training and fighting did you think that this was my new career path. I mean it sounds no. like you were not giving up the racing part. Yeah, of it. no, ra- racing was. That, okay. I mean, I, I, I wasn't giving up on racing. That, that was my main thing. This was just kind of something to uh, stick in there, to, you know, to try and try and get that rush for, for one, but to also keep me busy when I wasn't racing. So mm. you talked about your uh, how you cultivated and, and 
built this great partnership with IK9 and Extreme Concepts. Um, fans all the time, ever since, particularly ever since Daytona, are asking me why do, why don't you drive for Junior Motorsports? So I would I think the best way to to counter that is to explain to us and and the people listening how you developed your relationship with Toyota. Yeah, so. Uh, I mean, a, a lot of it started last year, and uh, Roma Gaunt Brothers had an uh, opportunity to get behind the wheel of a Toyota. And you know, over the years, you know, I've you know, I've tried getting help here, tried getting help there from manufacturers, and I'm, I'm not knocking them, but you know, I asked for for help, whether it was sim time or whatever, and never never would get it. And so I get this opportunity with Gaunt Brothers to drive a Toyota, and they were like, "All right, well, let's see if we can get you some sim time." And obviously, I was like. Mush probably not gonna happen you know because it never worked in the past and they gave me sim time and then they started giving me notes and and advice and all kind of stuff to help develop myself as a driver so to me that meant a lot you know that's for them, coming from toyota that's coming from toyota and uh is this about a, uh, two or two or three years ago no it was last year last year yeah okay so this is so this last year last year okay and um just the the openness of them to give me the opportunity to develop myself and make myself a better driver meant a lot to me and then uh, whenever we were tossing around ideas, hey, well, you know, what do we want to do next year? We want to be in a good good ride. We want to, you know, have the chance to go win races. Obviously, the cup cup opportunities just weren't there. And I said, all right, well, I was like, what better place than you know Gibbs? You, know, you got the Toyota relationship, and you look at what Christopher Bell did last year, and it's pretty impressive. So we went to Gibbs, talked to them, and you know they said, well, we got nine races available in the 18 car if uh if it's something y'all are interested in and uh then they also had the opportunity to sponsor kyle in some races and, and even brandon jones so uh we sat back and i was like man this is probably our best opportunity if we want to go win races and and stay in the toyota camp and and you know show appreciation to what they've done to me already and so that's kind of how it all came together and man it's uh it's just incredible what what they have available for drivers, you know, at you know through TRD through Toyota, man. It's to me, it's it's impressive and, and has been a huge help in in developing myself as a driver. Yeah. So that loyalty that they showed to you, you want to repay. Uh, you talked about sim time and tools, notes. How much of a difference does that stuff make for someone knowing that what it was like to try to compete without it? To now you have it. How much is that helping? That's tremendous. You know, it's like before, like at Gaunt Brothers, we go to the simulator, but we weren't working on our cars because we didn't have all the data and stuff, all the you know cars measure and all that to be able to simulate you know setups and changes and how they would react to our cars. So this year, it's like we're actually working towards what our cars going to handle like when it comes race day. And you know, obviously Daytona is kind of it is what it is. You know, you don't really practice sim time at Daytona, but um, when it came to Atlanta, like that's that's something I, I wanted to make sure we we ran good there. And then as it got closer, it looked like with the forecast we weren't getting no practice. So I was like, man, I want, I want more sim time. I, I was begging for sim time, and luckily the, the cup guys allowed me to get another hour in Thursday morning before we left. So you know, being able to do that and work on your actual car and, and what it, knowing what it's going to do when you unload it off the trailer is just even more confidence booster for me as a driver when you get behind the wheel. To, you know, go out there and bust a lap off, you know, first lap out. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's incredible. I, you know, you bring up Atlanta. I mean, that was one where I, like Dale Jr. was even texting us during the race. <laughs> like, look, you know, look at Jeffrey go. I mean, um, and now I'm hearing you talk about how the sim translated or the information you get from the sim translated over to what was a top 10 finish 
a legit yeah. top ten finish at Atlanta. Yeah, we should have been better. Had to feel. <laughs> oh, really? So we, you're more dis? Are you more disappointed I, than? Man, uh, I'm 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 happy. Uh, I'm I'm excited, but you know, you always want to be better. If I won the race, I'd I'd want to do something different. You know, yeah. so it's oh. just competitiveness in us. You know, it's like you win by a second. Damn, should have won by two seconds. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. so you get you gotta you gotta always always you know shoot to be better. But man, it's to to come off and have two races out of the gate like we had. I mean, it's I mean, I don't know what more you could ask for. When's your next race? Texas. So Texas. with Texas coming up. Um, and the success that you've had just a, a short period of time you've been at it, fans want to know, is this going to present more opportunities for you? Or are you going to have more opportunities to race if you continue to have these type of runs? We're, uh, we're working on it. You yeah. know, we're trying to, so trying to get more opportunities. Yeah. yeah. Te- so Texas won't be in the 18 car. It's going to be in the number 81 car. It's, um, extreme concepts. They're actually starting their own team. So wow, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and who's, who will be the crew chief? Uh, Dave Rogers. Okay. okay. So, so wow. we're going to. We're going to have an alliance with Gibbs, so we're going to have a lot of help wow. from them guys. And Dave Rogers is going to crew chief it, which is very exciting. He's yeah. been really cool to work work with around the shop. And uh, it's going to be cool to see him in the in the crew chief position now because I've heard incredible things. Right. Well, I mean, did you guys not announce that it was like a nine-race deal? And if so, is this one of those nine races? It is not. This is separate. Okay. So, so I got the nine races with Gibbs in the 18. I got five in the 81 with Extreme Concepts Racing and then two cup races at Talladega. Um, and the 81 cup car, which will also be fielded by Extreme Concepts Racing as well with a, a Joe Gibbs Alliance. Oh, so wow. It's it's exciting stuff, man. Talladega. It, it, just, it just continues. I know, right? Yes. <laughs> it continues. Well, that's that's where uh, our Extreme Concepts is based out of. They're, they're based out of Birmingham, Aniston. Uh, their facilities in, in Aniston, their headquarters is in Birmingham. But, um, you know, to to go down there, we'll be running the the Xfinity race in the in the eighteen car at Talladega, and then the Cup car for Extreme Concepts racing. Man. So, it's a it's a good way to to show out at, at their home track, I guess. That's pretty incredible. I I had no I didn't really understand exactly what the season looked like for you, and it's great to hear that if you continue uh, running well, we're going to see you even more. Uh, do you know what the terms of the deal are? Uh, the terms of the deal is for you is going on in the future. Is this a multi-year deal? So uh, the plans are to be full season next year in the Cup Series um, with Extreme Concepts Racing. Really, it, that's the goal. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of that determines on yeah. sponsorship and how we're able to place things. Because you know, obviously, the more sponsorship, the easier it is on on them. You know, so okay. that's but that's the the tentative goal for us right now. So we learned a lot about what you're doing now, what you've been doing over the last couple of years. How did you get started in racing? Like, what was the first thing you ever drove? Uh, my first race car was a Yugo. What? Like, what? Yeah. Was that in a... As everyone's that, is, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's um, a first. So uh, where, where Renee, my stepmom's from in Virginia, uh, right? Virginia, Row Retreat, Virginia, there's this big half-mile dirt track, high bank, freaking badass place to race um, with Raceway. They oh, yeah. started this this uh this series where you could be i think 12 to 18 and, and race and I, I was 12 years old and i was and whenever they announced they were gonna do the series and i was like man this is great i want to go race and i i begged daddy for two years to let me go race he's like no 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 finally he said all right you go get sponsors in a car and i'll let you race and there was family friends that had companies up there uh mark four honda and suzuki uh tam Toppin, the owner he had a car sitting there for sale it was a yugo 
had a roll cage in it. Oh. it just needed a seat and seat seat belts and you know good to go race. So he he agreed. He said, "All right, you know, I, I got I got the car and I'll help fund it. And uh, you know, we're, we're gonna need some more sponsors. So you know, see what what else you can find." And I went to another and maybe a couple counts of horsepower. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, 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 we weren't worried about horsepower at the time. We we're just worried about getting on the track. But uh, um, went to another friend, Jim Hilton, owned uh, Cedar Springs Fish Farm, Cedar Springs, Cedar Springs Sportsman Lodge, right there in uh, Speedwell, Virginia. Has uh, I you know spent many summers up there you know staying at his house getting up in the mornings going and stocking the creeks with trout and hanging out on his farm he had a big 500 acre farm so um i went to him i was like man like you know would you be interested in doing something like this and he's like he's like shoot yeah you know he'd already sponsored some other cars up at the dirt track so um i went to daddy i was like all right i got two good sponsors and a race car and he's like well like, all right i guess you can go race you know so um me and renee's dad richard went hard at it getting the car ready i think we picked the car up on tuesday and had it ready to race on saturday so yeah. um and that's kind of how it all started and from there you know work our way up through the different <laughs> series on dirt you know to street stops late models yeah did uh did like three years on dirt and then went to uh asphalt uh, late models limited late models at motor Moss speedway and uh then you know after a year there signed the deal with dei to do k and n and um did two years there and uh had that opportunity and kind of the idea what it did and uh you know then i was kind of stuck trying to figure out what what my next plan was and you know it was a lot of hard work but ended up getting back in in racing in a truck and, and worked my way up through trucks xfinity and uh ran some cup races and now here we are with you ran overseas a couple years ago i did i did nascar euro series that was pretty wild that was cool what that was, was that like it, it was that different. Was a Brands Hatch, a Brands which Hatch. is a one of my sort of bucket list racetracks. I'd love to man run it's, a lap at. It's awesome. It, it's a really cool place. Um, obviously, you know the NASCAR Euro Series. It's uh, it's similar to like the the Pinty Series up yep. in, up in Canada. The cars are um, you know basically a stock car chassis, um, but but really cool to get the opportunity to go over there and race against some some guys that are just excellent road course racers uh i didn't didn't have that great of a finish i think we ended up finishing seventh but that's um, not too bad nah uh, i mean I guess, first time yeah i guess going against a bunch of professional they road ran racers. many many laps at that racetrack too <laughs> it was it was pretty cool though it's yeah cool did, did, through that whole trajectory was there anything you wish you would have done differently uh, on the euro thing or no, oh, not the euro. just I'm the whole back to the start with the, the hugo series all regrets. the way through uh, I've, the one thing I wish I'd have done different was appreciate what I had more when I was at DEI. Yeah, mm. you know, and that I was young and I wasn't, I was stupid. You know, what I didn't understand what I had, yeah. and you know, I thought the streets were paved with gold, man. I was like, man, it's a walk in the park, and uh, and when DEI fell apart, I realized it wasn't, and, and I probably, uh, I wish I'd have done things different, but at the same time, you know, I feel like that also made me understand, you know, hard work and yeah. and how how these opportunities don't come easy and you know i've not had the best opportunities in the past but i've i've appreciated every one of them because it's not easy to get a, get a ride out there yeah i agree i think that um, i'm glad to hear you say that and i think that the, from everything you've been through you couldn't be any better positioned per, uh, personally to succeed because you do uh you going through all those trials and tribulations and to see how hard you work today um and i think all the earnhardt fans out there have to appreciate um you doing it your way well i'm surprised i was a little disappointed we didn't have jeffrey on it but we put up a uh, poll on our on our uh, twitter handle at dirty mo media if we hold a tag team wrestling match 
who are you picking as your partner? And these are fans picking uh, between these four people. Matt DiBenedetto, Kurt Busch, Kevin Harvick, who is uh, a wrestler as well and yeah. is in high school, I believe, and NASCAR Chasm. He's, he's ripped. <laughs> hey. NASCAR Chasm did not lose, uh, didn't finish last. No, he didn't <laughs> finish last. That's crazy. Who finished last? Let's hear the poll results. Kurt, yeah. Kurt Busch uh, was 11%. And um, NASCAR Chasm at 16, he'll be extremely proud of that. <laughs> Kurt Busch was, uh, was 11, NASCAR Chasm 16. Kevin Harvick, 30%. Matt finished with 43. Uh, wow. I'd have taken Harvick all day. Well, I would have, too. You would have? Yeah. Because I don't Harvick, think Matt wrestled dude. in school. No. And Harvick was – so Harvick, if I'm not mistaken, he won sectionals in California, which is like winning state, you know, at any anywhere other, else. Anywhere yeah. else. But I just don't you, think he's that tough. What? I don't. I'm one but of the few people oh, I think it's more park than bite, man. You got to be scrappy, though, in wrestling, right? Bite. Yeah. It's I not like, like uh, D. Benedetto. Like, he's Matt's like buff. That's, That's what he's scrappy. He's I would have picked arms. B.J. McLeod, personally. I mean, <laughs> I, you, you walk into B a bar, you're not messing with B.J. No, McLeod. Yeah. <laughs> just, just B.J.'s look makes you <laughs> yeah. not want to mess yeah. with him. But. Did you win uh, state? No, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. But uh, Mooresville has won state, I think, the past two years. Yeah, they, they've, they've done really good. You yeah. wrestled for Mooresville? Yeah. I yeah. didn't even know you went to Mooresville. Yeah. Like, we went yeah. to the same school. I know. Yeah, they, they used to have your picture in the in the big, like, trophy cabinet when you, when you played soccer. Oh, crap. What? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. He didn't even start. He didn't even start. I know. He, he, was, he was in the picture. They I was in the team yeah. picture. Yeah, picture. Oh, I yeah. thought you'd oh, see oh, this oh. picture of Dale Jr., you know. Yeah. <laughs> it, Coach said if he had 12 more of me, it'd be a great team. <laughs> Bill, he's building you up. Yeah. Your team with a lot of heart, no yeah. talent. <laughs> Who would you want as your tag team partner? Probably, probably Harvick. Yeah, yeah, because I know his, his wrestling background. I don't know any other. Harvick would have been my pick. Yeah, I, I, I wrestled. I wrestled Matt in the sumo. Uh, no, the sumo outfits at Martinsville. Yeah, he, well then you got. It, a little, it, it didn't fare too well yeah. for him. He's top heavy, man. He's yeah, got dude, all that. Big, yeah. big arms, big arms. That's <laughs> you, you, you wrestled him at Martinsville. In sumo suits. It was funny. In uh, sumo yeah. suits. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Boy, those track promoters, man, they'll pull know. out anything, won't they? Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's interesting. Well, the idea there, by the way, was that Jeffrey was the one person on the tag team, and you know who would he want? So that's yeah. why Jeffrey isn't yeah. in the poll. Oh, really? Uh, yes. Yeah. And we right. did have people say that they would pick Jeffrey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Have you? Does anybody call? Do you have a nickname? I don't. You don't no. have a nickname? How no. do you not have a nickname? I don't know. I just never. I had one like a while, like back when I ran late models. Uh, well, they, they called me Slicky because I'd always <laughs> like I'd always like <laughs> overdrive the corner and end up spinning out, getting in the corner. And uh, luckily, we wouldn't tear stuff maybe up when you, I do it. But maybe you could just be simply the beard. The you know, beard. NBA has the beard. The beard. I, I got one. I want to propose one. Oh boy. Well, you had Dale Earnhardt was Ironhead. You were Hammerhead. Broadhead. Broadhead. Oh, bow, uh, <laughs> bow hunting. <laughs> oh, Jeffrey Broadhead <laughs> Earnhardt. Come on. Huh? No? I'm, 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 I'm putting it out there. You know what? I've, I've the, never had a nickname. The, fa so the fans will determine if Broadhead uh, is going to stick or not. Yeah. I'm proposing Broadhead. <laughs> I, I feel like I've, I, I need a nickname because I everyone always I'm, asks. I have, you do. I have beard envy, so it's, I'm going with the beard. <laughs> beard. <laughs> You can do something about the beard. At least you can grow one. I can't. I can't, yeah. I cannot carry, I can't go in the booth with that. Why not? They don't oh, let, me, they don't let me get away with that. Why it not? Would, it would resurrect NASCAR back to the very top if you went in there looking like that. I think you should grow it out. I think so. I can do try. It. I just don't want to, my boss is <laughs> rushing me to the bathroom to get it cut. Hey, as long as you right. keep it neat. You get rid good. of that. 
that's the thing. Like you can't keep. It's hard to keep. Like it, it's hard yeah. to keep it neat once it gets that long. Yeah. If people have different opinions about what neat is, it just kind of does. Like what Jeffrey it does. would say right now, his is neat. Yeah. While many people, of course, yeah. would, many people would not call that neat. Well, I, br- I brushed it this morning, so it's neat. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Probably you got, put conditioner in there and all that crap. Yeah, the maestros. I used the maestros. You used the maestros. Yeah. That was another thing people want to know. Is any, got any awesome beer tips? Yeah. Uh, so maestros. Just, yeah. The hardest, hardest part about growing a beer was getting past the itchy phase. Yeah. Like once you get past the itchiness, then, then it's it's smooth. I don't even have there. that anymore. Well, then just grow it out. Once it turns gray, maybe it stops itching. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But you use Maestro's. I, I have use Maestro's. Maestro's. Yeah, their stuff's pretty good. I yeah. like it. I like it. The yeah. beard butter. Not. I don't, I don't like oil. Oil gets. I use the wash like too in the yeah. shower. Yeah. Wash it. I don't wash, know why that's good. different than shampoo, but yeah, it's it works. Yeah. You know what's interesting about you guys and your family? And correct me if I'm wrong. Everyone looks the same, and they all look like Dale Earnhardt. I mean, and, and now listen, hold up. I got grandfathers. I look nothing like them. Nothing, right? But look at. Even starting at Ralph Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt, Carrie, you, Bobby Dale, even Bobby Dale's kid <laughs> looks like Dale Earnhardt. You put a mustache on him. I swear, the little kid. I, I, am I wrong? Does, no. Do, do you see this? Though, yeah. I see it. I don't. I took after mom. I think I don't. I don't have much of dad's physical traits, and Kelly does. Kelly and Kelly looks a lot like dad. Um, if, the, if you see a picture of dad when he was younger, before he grew his mustache, it looks a lot like Kelly. Carrie. And dad, oh, yeah. it's oh, yeah. freaky. It, it is like the way they walk yeah. and talk and and mannerisms and all that. And I think Jeffrey and Bobby both took after Carrie, yeah. which is uh, which is similar to dad. Too. Yeah, yeah. I think like on the album that you share, like someone posted a picture. It was probably you, but of Papa Dale back in like way back in the day. And I was like swiping through, and I was like, I was like, oh, there's Daddy, and I was like, oh, dang, it's man. not Daddy, it's yeah. not Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> right. it, it is freaky. Yeah. It is freaky. Well, man. Appreciate you coming. Yeah, absolutely. I, we uh, fans are so happy that you, uh, you know, you agreed to come on the show, and they're going to love to hear this. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. And uh, look forward to seeing you race at Texas. It's going to be an interesting year for you. You're building a new team as well as driving for Gibbs. It's going to be awesome to watch that all sort of develop. And we're hoping for the best and hoping to see you full time next year. But until then, man, let's go bow fishing. Yeah, we need to. It's, All right, it's about that time. When's this, does it have a season? It, do, it doesn't have a season, right. but it's got a, it's got a, it's got a certain time period where I got where a lot it's of time good, off. So. I'm, I'm not nowhere near as busy as you are. So you let me know. We'll, we don't have to take Carrie. We'll have to make it happen. We, we can, can take him. We can take Carrie. <laughs> we'll, we'll drive him. We'll bring a better motor. No, we need somebody to pick on. <laughs> yeah, that need Jeffrey somebody to name. fix the motor. Your motorboat. Motorboat. Oh, Jeffrey, motorboat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, man. Take it easy. Thank you. Well, we had a race this weekend at Vegas with the with the full package. You know, we talked about it. Didn't have the full package at Atlanta, but this was the full package. And uh, I thought it was a pretty good race. Anybody else watch the race? I watched it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was entertaining. It wasn't anything like we. I think anybody expected. To, no. You know, everybody assumed there was going to be big packs, and I did too. I didn't know what to expect, but they got strung out a little bit. Handling was a very uh, key. A uh, critical part of it. I didn't think that uh, a lot of people assume handling would be that important, but uh, Jeff Burton was telling the rest of us uh, in the booth uh, on our text message that uh, he, everyone he talked to said handling was going to be very critical, and it was. I was pretty uh, impressed with some of the comments the drivers had after the race. Martin Trex Jr. gets out and says, yeah, it's challenging. Mm. He says, I think everyone will tell you it's more challenging than I think we ever thought it would be. Um, 
He said he had a top five car at times, but in, in the last run, just way too tight. So balance and handling uh, is still a premium. Uh, Logano, the winner. It's intense. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> that's surprising because there were no cautions. Yeah. Well, I think that's I think that's why you know like uh, you know if there was more cautions those restarts that we did have are incredible. Yeah. They, Kyle, oh, they were fun. Kyle Busch had a lot to say after the race, uh, <laughs> but said it was physically challenging. The more load on the drivers in the corners because they're going faster through the corners. He was very sunny after the race. Yeah, Denny Hamlin I think said it best. Uh, it'll be great at some places, it won't at others. Mm. And I think that's what you yeah. know we see pretty much every year. Yeah, great races sometimes, sometimes not so much. So how would you grade this race then? I think it was uh, it was a good race, and uh, for te- for Vegas compared to last year, it was a much better race. It's not important, I think, to grade this particular race. It's more about grading what the season looks like. Let's get down the road, get more of a sample size before we go off the rails here. That's right. And uh, you know, just kind of keep calm and and enjoy what we have. With that said, I think it goes back to uh, we need to make. I, I'd like to continue to focus on the schedule having that that's that's changing that's coming yep, down the yep. pipe uh less 1.5 mile race events more short tracks maybe even a few more road courses uh and and then that will that will be a nice change we also have a couple other things on the horizon that are critical to remember when we're starting to uh you know get very critical of these events we've got a new car coming yeah a gen 7 car we may have a different tire style of tire different model of tire we will have a new engine and so there's a lot of things that are coming down the pipe. So let's not get too in over our heads about what we want now because even more change is coming. And, uh, well, you're asking a lot, by the way. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this day and age, people not need re- social media. be patient and I, wait I hate, for everything to roll out. Wow. I, hate, I hate to ask for common sense. No. <laughs> you're asking for a lot. Yeah. I think everybody should just kind of hold up a second and be patient and wait. And let's see what a few more races looks like under the belt of this uh, new package and uh, for what I saw, from what I saw this this past weekend, I was pretty I was pretty happy with it. I would have enjoyed calling that race. Um, Did you hear Jeff Gordon say slide job? I heard a few of them, and I heard fans are a little critical of uh, the broadcast using slide job. Well, they're not sliding. Well, that's not true. A cars were sliding. they were sliding they were, this yeah. weekend. They were sliding. Yes, they, they were. were. Think people think the cars are just locked into the racetrack and glued <laughs> to the track without any balance issues, whatever whatsoever. But that's not. That's not entirely true. Um, fly job was legitimized for me when Brad Keselowski used it in his post-race interview. So he used the word slide job to describe the slide jobs that the broadcast was describing. With and, Joey. and when a driver jumps out and says, yeah, those slide jobs were cool, that legitimizes it for me. If Brad would have made that pass at the end, oh. that would have been the ultimate slide job. I mean, like, did, as he went oh, low, they, yeah, 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 as yeah. he went low, last and, like, corner. Got, last corner. I was I, scared I, it was going to be like a, a oh, Carl Edwards thing because he threw it in there I couldn't believe deep. how much ground he made up on the 22 car. I know, right? Joey gets out and says, man, I was plowing tight coming off of turn four, just about hit the fence. You could see the movement in the race cars coming off of turn four against the wall. Uh, that was too close for comfort for me <laughs> if I'm Joey Logano. <laughs> or Penske. <laughs> yeah. Right. You had Harvick back there who – Seemed better, seemed faster. And then you had 18, uh, Kyle Busch coming back from a speeding penalty on pit road, who was even faster. You had that drama of them trying to close the gap on the Penske cars. And, uh, man, if it would, you know, if we'd only had 10 more laps, 20 more laps, what would that race of it look like? And that's what you want when you're, when you're a fan watching yep. is, I want 10 more laps. Yeah. Instead of, man, I'm glad it's over. A lot of great racing came in, dirt 
dirt race, my, uh, World Outlaws, all that going on over the dirt track the night, uh, Thursday night, was it? Yeah, Haley Deegan uh, scoring yeah. a big win over there. That was, it was made a lot of headlines. Truck racing, Xfinity racing on Saturday. You had a full weekend. So I, I'd say it's a, it was a pretty successful weekend. Next up is our Live Ass Junior segment presented by Nationwide. Before that, though, Mike, we got a new partner. Oh, let's hear I love new partners. Quip. Have you ever heard of Quip? I have heard of Quip. <laughs> Yeah, you don't think I've heard of Quip, apparently. <laughs> I don't. Of course I know what Quip you is. Look well, at him, you can look tell. At, look at this. I've, look at these teeth. You I've think wondered, I just did that genetically? I've wondered how you've <laughs> kept those things so white and pearly. One of the most important things you do for your health every day is brushing your teeth. Yet most of us don't do it properly. Some of you don't. Yeah. Quip is a better electric <laughs> toothbrush created by dentists and designers. Quip was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. Do you enjoy it? I do. do you enjoy brushing your teeth? I do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the people that don't, I question them. I do not enjoy brushing my teeth without an electric toothbrush. Oh, absolutely not. I used to. I mean, obviously, they weren't around. Yeah. Right? I can't even do no. it. It's weird. Well, there's a difference in between. Like, once you've been given the presentation by yeah. your dentist about the difference between manual toothbrushes and then electric. Yeah. I mean, you can't go back to the manual stuff. I'm still old school, so we- I should be going on this deal. Yeah. To me, it feels weird that to do use a manual. It just feels gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> but the quip, the quip has a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every thirty seconds to remind you when it switch sides, helping <laughs> guide to a full and even clean. That's right. Don't uneven clean. Brush your teeth. heads are automatically <laughs> delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule of every three months for just $5. Because three out of four of us are using bristles that are old, worn out, and ineffective. I didn't even know that bristles could get ineffective. Ineffective? Ineffective. Of course they can. They do. When they get all, like, frayed and crappy. Right. So I thought those were just used well, but apparently those don't work. No, they don't work. I really love using uh, Quip, the electric toothbrush. I like the dentist-recommended scheduled Delivery oh, yeah. for every three months, mm-hmm. and you know you don't have to worry about it when your bristles are worn out and ineffective. They're right there in the drawer, ready to go. You can change it out. You're like brand new again, doing some awesome work, keeping them choppers clean. <laughs> 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 They're backed by over twenty thousand dental professionals, man. Twenty thousand. All right. I, I wonder if Brad is one of the twenty thousand. The my, one, the, my dentist. Yes, I bet. Get Quip starts at $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash Dale Jr. right now, that's getquip.com slash Dale Jr. Get, G-E-T, Quip, <laughs> Q-U-I-P.com slash Dale Jr., D-A-L-E-J-R. If you go there right now, you will get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush, $25. That's your first refill pack for free, getquip.com slash Dale Jr., Live Ask Junior. Okay. <laughs> it's so weird. It's live. When it's, it's live, live, it's just fun. Are we live now? We're live. We're live, We're right. live now. We're live. All right, everybody, welcome to the Dale Junior Download. This is the Ask Junior Live segment on YouTube. Follow all our social media handles, Dirty Mo Media. Uh, let's get to it. Let's get some questions. All right, our first question uh, coming in from Michael at Hillbilly Miner. He wants to know, um, what was your favorite way to kill time during rain delays or downtime at the racetrack? Oh, man, that's a great question. Every driver hates rain delays. You know, once the race has started, you're kind of ready to keep going. You don't want to stop. I don't know. Maybe uh, you got some plans later that night or whatever, and you're just ready to get, you know, you know, you have your life so st- structured by the minute of when you're going to practice, when you're going to qualify, when you're going to race, and you hate that to kind of be broken up. 
So most every driver I know hates a rain delay. Typically, you're going to sit in your motorhome or whatever, wherever you're at, driver's lounge in the holler, and get on your phone and be on Twitter or whatever. Uh, spend time with your kids. It, it was always very boring, and you spend the entire time ra- really just looking at the radar mm-hmm. and wondering, okay, when's this going to end? Okay, how, how long is NASCAR going to take to dry the track and once that's over, once the rain's stopped? You're listening to NASCAR scanners talk about that too, how long they think they're you know, going to need to dry the track once it's done. It's basically just a bunch of annoying mess. <laughs> so, yeah. Rain delays suck. An- annoying, boring mess. It's awful. Rain delays are terrible. All right, Alex. Uh, Alex Pipe wants to know, if you had to do over at a race uh, where maybe you messed up on a restart or a corner, felt like you let a win get away, um, which one would it be? Oh, man, there's lots of those. Yeah, I mean, there's so many races that I'd love to have a chance to do over. I think that losing at Martinsville, Harvick passed me with like five to go, ten to go or something like that. I took off and got the lead and uh, really, really burnt my car up. And mm. I probably could have taken a little better care of the rear tires. And I also didn't adjust my brakes enough. I got looser and looser getting in the corner, and I didn't adjust my brakes enough to try to – I could probably fix that pretty easily with the brake lever, and I didn't do that. And uh, Harvick ran me down and, and got by me, and I'd love another shot at that. But, any, I mean, you think about that every time you lose a race. Anytime you get past late in the race or run second or third or, or you know, always think about what you could have done differently, and there's so many – there's hundreds of races like that in my career. I, I'm thinking got about one. a bunch of races. No, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think of a bunch of races that I just know that probably kind of eats at you. Do you want me to tell you? Sure. What I've just always wanted to ask you this. What about that race at Charlotte when you wrecked Michael Waltrip on the, on oh, the front gosh. stretch? Yeah, that was Did awful. that make you feel awful? Hell yes. Man, I that remember. Was... You know what I remember about that? Hmm? I remember Tony Urie making such a big scene to the media, and that was in a very sensitive time for us all. Yeah. I remember you after the race pulling in, and I and I, I I never did this to you, but I did this day. I said, "Hey, get to the hauler real quick, so I can tell you what <laughs> what Tony Uri yeah. has been saying to the media while you've been racing." Yeah, that's one thing about it. I mean, Tony Senior never held back. Tony mm-hmm. Junior either. The one thing that I remember about that race is when I wrecked, um, I pulled into my pit stall, and they said, "Take it to the garage. It's damaged too bad." To the garage meant backing up through. I think it was Kevin Harvick's pit stall. Okay. And to the opening was right there. So I just backed up, and one of the guys happened to be out there sweeping. And I don't think that I came close to hitting him, but apparently he he was angry enough to follow me down into the garage and confront me really? uh, about backing through their stall. And I wanted to fight that man so badly in that moment. Even if he won, I didn't care. I was so angry at that uh, that I, I wished – uh, either I could have fought him and lost or whatever. I don't care, but I just was so mad. I had no idea this happened. I hate that. Like in that, when you're racing and you have adrenaline, oh yeah, going. If somebody kind of gets confrontational with you, if that happens, like um, in the moment after that, uh, a lot of bad decisions mm-hmm. go through your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the one thing that I remember from that night that made me the most angriest. Uh, I felt stupid that I did that. I don't know why I did that. Uh, I don't know why I ran in the back of Michael because it was uh, obviously a terrible decision and was going to spin him out, and it did. Uh, there were some weird, weird things going on between the teams. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. I had I had decided to get away from Tony Sr. and Tony Jr. after we won six races the year before, and it was a terrible decision. 
one I've said before, I think on this podcast, that I, one of my biggest regrets in racing really was was us splitting up that after that 2004 season. And 2005 was tough for all of us, I think, and, and that was probably the lowest point. Yeah. Uh, we got Grothaus. He's headed to Phoenix for the race this weekend. He wants to know if uh, there's any good food suggestions in that area. For Phoenix? Man, I forgot everywhere. I mean, yeah. the, whole, the whole town? <laughs> yeah, they can do food out there. I'm sure there's some good barbecue there. Barrio Cafe is mine. I guess go to if, – if, if I can't – I'll just go to barbecue. If I can't – if there's not a place that uh, is well-known or, oh, you got an iconic, you got to go to the steakhouse or whatever, just find a good barbecue place. I mean, you can't never go wrong with barbecue. Well, which place did you say? Barrio Cafe. Most It's probably my top three favorite restaurants on the road. Okay. It's uh, fun to see how people do barbecue differently in different parts of oh, yeah. the United States. And it's extreme. I, I do not like North Carolina barbecue. <gasps> I, love, I love. I don't like most Uh-oh. of it either. Kansas City, Texas. Yep. Where the concentration's on the smoke. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't. I'm not a big fan of where I'm. You know, the barbecue from where I'm from. Hard to say. Speaking of food, uh, Austin Bingham wants to know if you're still eating your mayo banana sandwich. Mm. <laughs> no, I haven't had one of those in a long time. I mean, since only I haven't had one of those in a long time. I don't. I don't eat those <laughs> regularly. And uh, but I did see where on um, Barstool Radio they did uh, they had a three uh, they th- they had a uh, one of their radio shows where their three hosts tried the sandwich and all three of them said damn it's pretty good you don't they all they, tried a banana mayo sandwich yeah, they really all, they all tried it Barstool's sort of got this big NASCAR push right now yeah and they thought hey okay this guy says the sandwich is good so we're gonna try it they all tried it and they say it's not supposed to be you wouldn't think it would be but it is good all three of them. So I felt like that was a big win for me. <laughs> yeah. Because, boy, did I catch a lot of hell for yeah. the sandwich. <laughs> you did catch hell. God, I caught hell for I that. know it. You're still catching hell. Still catching hell. <laughs> Jeez, try it. If you, then you, if you still hate it, then you can give me all the hell you want. Yeah, right. All right, uh, Max Klug, uh, what NASCAR legend would you love to maybe go back in time and rival? Uh, rival? DW, probably. I think Darrell Waltrip, when he was driving the Gatorade 88, and then when he got in the Mountain Dew car, uh, the Buick with Junior Johnson, everybody loved to hate and boo him. He was dominating, you know, he winning so much. I remember going to North Wilsboro, and uh, he was winning every single week, it seemed like, and he dominated that day, and the fans hated it. <laughs> it wasn't so much Daryl, it was just winning. And it's the same thing that I think Jimmy Johnson dealt with, you know, in his career, especially when he's winning five championships in a row. And that's probably... One of the reasons why he's not more of a fan favorite is just because of so much success, right? Fans don't want to see the same guy, the dynasty mm-hmm. type of uh, thing going on in NASCAR. But, boy, they didn't like Daryl back then. And he, so he would have been the target uh, for a lot of guys in rivalry, uh, I think, back then. So that, that's an easy uh, pick for me. And Because um, if you beat Daryl, everybody's going to be like, yes, yeah. that, yes, this guy. Who just beat him. So. Ben Taylor wants to know if you have a favorite outside activity or chore. Me? Yeah, you. <laughs> favorite outside activity? Yeah. Or chore? Well, uh, we talked about it earlier on the show. Going bow fishing with Jeffrey's fun uh, until I, I master it eventually. Then that will probably become boring. Um, that's never going to happen, Mike. That was a cue for you <laughs> to come in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking that's not considered a favorite activity because no, you've done it once. It's not a chore either. Or a chore, right. Like, I think they're no, thinking more landscaping and stuff. Oh, 
Oh, hard. Oh, work. yeah, that's what. Yeah. <laughs> Landscaping. Yeah, yeah that's hard, what they were saying. Hard work. When's my the last favorite. time Dale mowed his grass? That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. My favorite activity. I mean, this goes back to when me and Amy were um, remodeling that house down in Key West. I did all the landscaping lights and um, digging, uh, putting all the wires underground and, and putting all the lights, positioning all the lights on the trees so they shine just right from the street and all that. That was fun and uh, actually got me going to, to do uh, all the, you know, remodel sort of the landscaping lights on the other properties that I have. Um, so that would fall into that category. Digging a pool was fun. Uh, getting on an uh, excavator and digging out a five-foot, um, you know, rather small pool in, in, in the world of pools. But uh, that was fun. Any of that kind of work was pretty, pretty good. I hated, you know, the traditional work and remodeling or building a house like drywall oh that was sucky <laughs> and um right. caulking windows yeah Ugh. yeah all that stuff but some of the more unique jobs were a lot of fun well it sounds like anything you can do to climb on a piece of equipment makes it more fun you just named a couple uh things you enjoyed and they all had to do with except the lighting except the the, the setting up the yeah. lights but like yeah if you get on an excavator and tear up something that's fun i am a guy that loves like Building the technology of uh, putting together a st- you know a stereo unit or, a, or or some sound system for a house or uh, any kind of IT style work, um, setting up a, a hot spot or something, any kind of IT kind of and so that lighting landscaping lighting kind of was a little IT ish. Gave you a little of that. Yeah, I like hear that. you. I love building computers and crap like that, fixing them. All right, what else we got? Uh, Junior3815 wants to know, what's your recollection of the 2001 CarQuest 300 driving the number 87 for Joe Nemechek? Yeah, so that was a (laughs) terrible day. Joe got hurt and wanted somebody to fill in for him, so he asked me, and I was like, heck yeah, what a, you know, it was a compliment for Joe. He had a great car, a winning car. Yeah. I was going to get to work with Brian Patty, who I'd got to know uh, through racing in Xfinity Series and the Cup Series. And it seemed like the Uries respected Brian Patty quite a bit, so I was excited to be able to work with him. I had to borrow a suit. I didn't have – I needed a generic suit, so I had to borrow a suit from Hank Parker Jr. He had a black suit, <laughs> so I got this suit taped over Hank Jr.'s name. And we practiced uh, okay, wasn't great, qualified terrible. And then in the race, the car was uh, undrivable, like something was broke in the back of the car – and I was on the verge of crashing and wrecking this thing. And I told Brian, I said, man, I can't, I can't figure it out. I, can't, I don't understand. Something's wrong. Something's loose uh, with the suspension of the rear of the car. And so I think we ended up having to park it. I can't even remember how we finished terrible. But I think I ended up parking uh, the car in the middle of the race because something was I think you're right. I vaguely remember that, yeah. And it was, I was so disappointed for, for – for Brian and that team and those guys because they hired me thinking, man, this is going to be great. He's going to do us a good job. And I got out there and I couldn't drive the car. And I don't think – I don't know if they ever found anything wrong with it. So uh, curious to this day really what was the, what the what might have been the issue. But uh, just uh, – I was excited about the opportunity. didn't pan out the way I hoped. And um, Can I tell you a quick story? Sure. Do you know that when I was in college – and right towards, you know, about a year before I started, uh, before I was going to graduate, I started sending letters to a bunch of places like people do when they're wanting jobs. Mm-hmm. And I sent, I, I got a copy of all the race teams' addresses, 
right? And so I sent letters to all the racing race teams. Brian Patty is the only one that actually sent me a letter back. I didn't even ask. You know, now it wasn't with a job, but I'm telling you, Brian Patty, a crew chief. At the, you know, this is back in 2001, 2002. You know, he was hot. And yep. Brian Patty sent me a letter. I mean, you think about how many people send resumes. I, I just, I've always been yeah. a, a Brian Patty fan of that because of, because he just sent me back a letter. They were just saying, you know, we'll keep your resume. Thanks for reaching out. You know, it wasn't long. That was Brian Patty. I always appreciated that. Yeah. Well, he missed out. Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Timmerman wants to know, how do you see Kyle Busch winning 200 races in NASCAR? Is he going to be the next king? So Kyle even said that his record versus the Petty's uh, record of 200 wins is not the same. Obviously, it's not. Richard Petty had 200 cup wins. Kyle's going for 200 wins overall. He's 33 years old, I believe, and has the real potential to have 300 total wins across all three uh, series, if that's something he chooses to uh, try to achieve. But he said himself that this is a personal record for him. This is something that he wants to do. It's important to him, but he does not see it in the same vein as Richard Petty's 200 right. cup wins. And, and I think that's pretty obvious to everyone. But I think it's very incredible. Yes. He's a top he's – a, he's a leading winner in Xfinity trucks. Um, obviously, he may never – no one's ever going to get to 200 wins in, uh, in cup. So I think record, uh, the record for Richard Petty is safe for uh, eternity. I hope Kyle Busch is able to – Take a moment and celebrate that accomplishment without having too many people sit there and be those, you know, those people that are going to be like, well, it ain't the same as Richard Petty's. And that's stating the obvious. I hope that people can accept that as a a, a remarkable feat. Kyle is, uh, if you watch Kyle's post-race content from social media, and he says he can hear how much each of those individual wins matter to him because he realizes what he's accumulated. I think several years ago, he's just winning. He's just going out to win and loves to win uh, because it really made a lot of people angry. But now when he talks, it's more about, I realize what, I've, what this accomplishment means. And I, this, is, this is important to me. And so each indiv- individual win, he gets out of the car, after, he gets out of the truck and says, win number 53. Mm-hmm. He gets out of the Xfinity Series and says, all right, we're, almost, we're one more closer to sweeping the race weekend. And, I think that he's starting to to really appreciate just how unique his his accomplishments are, and what an incredible uh, record you know to have that many wins across all three series. All right, I think that'll be it for Is that uh, it? all yeah, right. Yeah, for Ash Junior Live presented by Nationwide. Thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, thanks for some of the good questions. All right, so before we get to the white flag, we've got one more segment with Leah Vaughn. Leah, like really. Like really. Like. Like, really, it's been a crazy week on uh, social media. It started last week with the cheese challenge. Did you guys see that? Cheese challenge. Cheese challenge. I did briefly. So can you explain? Yeah. So I don't know how this came about, but somebody thought it was a good idea to throw a slice of cheese on a baby's face, and it stuck. A baby what? American cheese. Like a baby (laughs) human. A baby human? I haven't seen it. Hold on. They're throwing cheese at a baby human? Yes. a lot of people throwing cheese on their children. Explain this one to me. I don't understand. I, I can't explain it. They're literally, I don't know how it came about, but somebody recorded them throwing a slice of cheese on their baby's face, and it stuck, and 
then everyone started doing it. And it became a challenge. And like it became the, a... The ice bucket challenge correct, and all this stuff. Correct. But for no benefit whatsoever. Like, there was one video this baby was, like, crying. Like, of course. Crying. No, no, no. Before, too, if you had cheese before the cheese was thrown, they throw the cheese on the face and the baby stops crying. Did it laugh? It didn't laugh, but it <laughs> Probably didn't. stopped crying in, in, in shock. In shock. They got a piece of cheese thrown at their face. I found it... I, I kind of... Found it to be annoying and infuriating in a little bit of a way. I got a baby, and I'm sitting there That's thinking, right. "How could I do that? How would I? Why would I do that? And and what's my baby thinking about me in that moment? Like, right. What kind of parent am I to be throwing cheese at my baby's face? And and to and to what end? I mean, like, I know, why, I, like, I guess, I guess, it, I guess, I'm a little. I don't have a whole lot of confidence in people. You know, the human race to not <laughs> know the limits. Which I mean, if if throwing something at your baby is okay, what what's the line then? There's because they're gonna go. Well, I mean, if they, if the baby will take a piece of cheese to the face, well, then obviously a block of cheese might be something that they can take. That there's no there's no end to it. Ribeye. I mean, what's <laughs> ribeye? I mean, for the love of God, we're all parents here, here except for Leah here. But it's like even okay, the first person that did this is an idiot. Sorry, but the internet. This just proves to me that the internet sometimes is freaking stupid because. What, how would you look at this and go, well, I'm going to try that. Let me go in the fridge and grab a sl- slice of cheese and throw it at my baby's face. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You as a new Dumb. dad. That, I, that's so, I wonder what your reaction to that would have been before Isla. I know. I probably wouldn't have thought <laughs> anything of it. I probably wouldn't have thought anything of it. Yeah. And maybe you laughed. Probably would have laughed. Probably thought <laughs> it was funny. When I, I thought to myself, like, I could never do that to Isla. Mm-hmm. Like, God, that's so disrespectful. <laughs> Yeah, I think we should, be and then video it, right? That, that's the other thing we're yeah, losing sight of. Yeah. They're videoing let's, this. Let's send it out there for everyone right. to see. Right, <laughs> I'm a <laughs> parent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just was so surprised there was no context to it, or no, there's no reason or rhyme for it, or no story to it, or no purpose for it. Not uh, that I found that other than people are just stupid, and apparently people are just angry because the next thing they're throwing is van shoes now. Okay. That's the thing that now happened this, last night. This seems to make a little more sense to me, though. Explain but why not, they're throwing van shoes. Well, I don't know how this happens. Like, how do you throw your... So somebody threw their, like, pair of vans, and they landed right side up. And they thought that was weird. So they did it again, and... Continued to get... Yeah, so then they posted on social media, and everybody started... It's got 5 million views. Holy. And people are responding... Everybody's throwing their shoes. They'll throw them outside, like, up in the air, like... Is anybody in here wearing vans? Du- no. Where's Dustin? Dustin, come Dustin. here. Do Dustin. this. Let's see this. Somebody widen out so they could get this. Just throw. Come on, best two out of three. A little twirl. No. It did. <laughs> it did. Let's get. Let's get some distance. Yeah. Different types oh, yeah, yeah. of throws. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Put it back, back on. Back up. We need a okay. sample size right. here. Get All a little right. farther, maybe. That wasn't far. Oh, that was a twirl. Oh, see? it didn't it's work. It's BS. Yeah. All right, so ridiculous. I, I think I think it's <laughs> thank you. It's Dustin. likely that it'll land on its soul because the soul has weight. Yes, right. Um, much like it's similar to the water bottle thing, flipping the bottle and the bottle landing upright because the water is in the bottle. You know, the weight is down low. That makes sense to me. I don't know that it um, is something that you would expect to blow up on the internet like it did. I guess people were just bored. I guess. I mean, this uh, this did happen over the weekend too. It happened like late last night. Like yeah. Vans was the number one trending thing Jeez. last night, and yeah. I'm like, whoever within that company so thought of this and planted it out there, if they did, that was genius. The, the internet is a marketplace of morons. 
<laughs> for the most part. I mean, can we all agree on that? Yes. It just really is where the morons congregate. And that's all I got to say. <laughs> I love that. And somehow it's my job to look yeah, at all of and, it. And you are what the keeper What does that say about me? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. What does it say about you? All right. Well, thank you, Leah. That's interesting. Uh, keep us... You know what? If you... I don't want to hear any more about the cheese thing unless the parent, unless the baby gets, catches it and throws it back. <laughs> yes. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> All right, let's get to the white flag, Mike. Keep coming, bud. White flag, bud. White flag right there. White flag. Guess what, guys? We have a sponsor for this white flag this week. Did y'all know that? Really? It's the Shaft Foundation. Shaft is seeking heightened awareness for Tyler. Tyler being Tyler Reddick, reigning NASCAR Xfinity Series champion, who is not included in any, any current NASCAR marketing campaign and is still a full-time Xfinity Series driver. <laughs> it's incredible. My wife and I keep on seeing those commercials and we're like, hello. I know, right? I mean, like, I, I don't, I know that Tyler's off driving for another team, but he won our championship. He won it for Junior Motorsports. So I still feel, you know, a bit of a, a protective parent on that. back here. I feel like we ought to. And so thank you, Shaft Foundation, for all the support of the Dell Junior Download. <laughs> hey, Dale, I've got two questions that needs an answer. Ready? Do you like to be liked? Of course. Do you like to be valued? Yes. You heard it here, folks. Rate and review the Dale Jr. download on iTunes and Apple Podcasts to let Dale Jr. know what he means to you. Leavon, you've been here long enough to know this. Do you think Dale Jr. has nice cars? Yeah. Leah, it's astounding that you picked up on that since you've only been here a few months, but you are right. Dale does have nice cars, and he is giving one away. It's a 2019 edition Corvette Z06 in Admiral Blue Metallic equipped with the 2LZ package. Featuring a 6.2 liter supercharged V8 direct injection engine, a Billy Boat C7 Fusion exhaust, and a bimodal design and carbon fiber tips coupled to a 7-speed... God, wow! (laughs) All this stuff in one freaking car? It's like an ice cream machine truck or one of those things. All right, go to WendellJuniorsRide.com. $25 raffle tickets are being sold now through August 31st. And we are only selling 10,888 tickets. How'd you do that without breathing? It's, I mean, you can't <laughs> breathe. It's amazing. It's a really a lot long way to say that it sounds really good. Yeah. Uh, also, our television show, The Dale Jr. Download on NBC Sports Network, is back to its original time this week. That's 5 o'clock p.m. on Tuesday. 5 o'clock p.m. on Tuesday. And uh, Brian is over there going to make a masterful show. It's going to be fantastic with all the stuff that we've given him today. And that's it. Dale, you yeah. got anything to end us? Absolutely. We're going to Phoenix this weekend. I got a little history, a little odd history. Oh, let's hear it. Right, before the NASCAR West Series race at Phoenix in 1978, a freight carrying a shipment of Goodyear's tires went missing somewhere in Oklahoma. And the tires never showed up. So the tires for this race <laughs> disappeared, and they didn't have tires for that weekend the teams were forced to race with used goodyears query tires or firestones whatever they could find and richard petty running in the nascar west series <laughs> won the race with tires that he had used at ontario speedway in california the week before wow interesting yeah pretty cool yeah. i love it all right could you imagine that happening you said you like old tires could you imagine? i mean that's <laughs> how well would you like that one Old tires from a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> Old NASCAR man helping us out there. NASCAR man from social media. Oh, he's a good follow. Yeah, he has a lot of great information. He's going to be helping us out over the next coming weeks with some of this odd, good, odd history. Love it. 
as we go to some of these racetracks, and that's Phoenix. All right, guys, I enjoyed the show. Jeffrey was great. Yes. Thanks, Jeffrey, for coming on here and telling everybody why you're driving a Toyota. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll see you guys next week. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.